Welcome to the Old World Fanatics, your Warhammer fantasy podcast to quench your hobby thirst for all things the old world. And I'm back, I'm Gomo, and I'm joined by Andrew and Josh. How's everyone tonight, guys? Good, thank you. Pretty good. Pretty good. Sorry, I just decided to take a mouthful of ice since <laughs> <laughs> the That's okay. I was... Uh, I was... Uh, for those astute listeners realize we did have the music come through there it's a bit of a hacky way that i just did it however i was i didn't have my show notes up then so i didn't have the intro in front of me and i was like well i'd be able to just say it off by heart because i've said it so many times <laughs> so i was scrambling as well oh great intro uh cool we are back for episode i think we just said 28 so of old world fanatics um yeah it's all old world at the moment we've got just hobby 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 Mostly. and erratas to talk about from our rules discussions last week i think some cool feedback came in from that straight away which is exactly what we wanted so thank you listeners um and then we got andrew and i and josh was involved we got our first proper old world live stream happening (laughs) on thursday night so Mm. two games in i know it's pretty dumb people probably laugh at it but i'm like only two games in and then we're trying a live stream but i mean you know how else do you learn you throw yourself in the deep end yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Live stream of learning the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, There's a but, bit of sinking, a um, little bit of swimming. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah uh, but as a result, like some stuff came out as that as well. We've got a battle report out tonight. Um, so the live stream's there, obviously, but it's, what is it, four hours long, three and a half, something like that. Um, mm. So Andrew and I did, uh, did a 35-minute quick summary just pitch a report um if for those who don't want to spend that much time looking at a game um but we will touch mm. on today as a bit of um bit of the battle report oh. but also some of our thoughts that may come out of it and some of the questions and feedback that we got from playing it because of the live stream we got some mostly we got everything pretty close worst case i think we forgot some things but it wasn't yep. like crazy broken i don't think so i think we're getting close to sort of knowing but not remembering all the rules if you know what i mean yeah okay. yeah right yeah no I, I haven't seen any of the feedback so i'll be interested to see what oh, cool. you guys got okay, right heaps help helpful and and the biggest feedback we got the guy i can't remember who posted it but he was like very sort of hedgy like don't take it the wrong way and i was like man that was awesome like it's a, yeah i can't believe really he spent that much time like he obviously watched the whole game and then wrote yeah. down mm stuff that he saw so 100 yeah. percent behind that because how else are we going to learn yeah. uh and other people can learn from it as well so yeah yeah it was really really good like you said like just the way he was like expressing it rather than people just you know giving you like this backhanded like rules correction it's cool yeah, like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's nah, cool and like yeah i mean anyway we'll get on to yeah the errata's bits as well because i think they uh, when i say errata errata from last week there's a couple of things and but it's funny uh even in the last week some of the things particularly one of them around that close order stuff there's still threads popping up every couple of days on the whole world facebook group mm. about it because it's just obviously needs an faq but anyway um cool yeah so we'll get on to some of that but yeah first let's thank our patreons which are now up to i'm getting a bit confused here i think it's actually 19 patrons but 17 paid patrons so josh is one of them oh. not oh, a paid yeah, one okay. you're I, a free one still yeah we got oh, 17 God. yeah wow it's okay. very good. So big thank you to got those ones. Yeah. And, um, of course, it's only like $2 a month or I can't remember, or $3.50 a year or whatever it is. But just $3.50, I think. Pay for yeah. some stuff, yeah. It's really confusing. Patreon gives you 
the currency they pledge in. So we get like two pounds, we get like 350 Australian, obviously, but then we get like 20 Hong Kong dollars and Canadians $3. And so I don't know, I must convert it, obviously. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. It's just weird. <laughs> so anyway, I'll get through that. So Cameron, um, the newest guys are Cameron, Chris, and Harrison, which came on, I think, last week, which is pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, but otherwise, Gilthos, uh, Julian, Diesel. And I'm probably changing people's names now because I can't remember everyone. Uh, Cameron Atkinson, Richard, William, Robert, Hugh, Andrew McAllister, Bubba Gherkin, Gunwich, Sean, Todd and Chapstick now. We just call him Chapstick, but uh, Jared. Chapo. He's, he's Chapo, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much for that. Um, really is helping us keep this going. Um, for those who want to join, it's on the link QR code on the screen up there somewhere, scan your phone, go for it. Um, and I just want to say too, just in terms of support and stuff, our YouTube stuff went awesome last week, partly streaming and obviously just us putting out more content, which has been really cool. And we got accepted into the YouTube partner program. So we obviously have Ooh. enough public hours and views and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, um, won't be throwing ads all over the place, but I'm assuming yeah. some of the older content as it's popular will just, you know, get some ads on there. But if you're on our live streams, obviously, um, you know, there'll be super chats and things like that. It just helps us obviously get a little bit of uh, money back. And I would imagine YouTube like promoting, I would imagine we get pushed out in the algorithm if you are on that because in the chance that they would make money out of it, do you know what I mean? Like, so I think it would help mm. that even if you don't monetize all the, the videos, which is cool. So we can get our reach out a bit more. So that's pretty cool. Um, any news though, guys, outside of that? I don't think so. There's been no Games Workshop. As in Games Workshop news? No. no. Crickets. Pretty Crickets. silent, hasn't Crickets. it? <laughs> yeah. They're probably getting over like that. They probably worked all Christmas and yeah. now they're getting over it all like you know like because they've done a few the new release now with dark angel and stuff but even some of this space marine stuff that's going out it's it hasn't felt very pushed from games workshop even i feel yeah, like they're yeah. all exhausted or something they're on leave you know like sometimes you're just like you got all this stuff and it's just like once it's all over it's like no leave until it's done yeah, yeah. No, then I everybody takes because they would have had to work all over christmas i mean they yeah, probably yeah, do yeah. mostly a little bit you know like they're not like australia they're not in six weeks off but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, another, I guess one yeah, thing right. that's not a non-GW related one is, did you see the post about um, someone trying to get the, the Legacy Army books all printed oh, off I professionally? Did. Yes, yeah. we need to. It's worth an announcement, I feel. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what is that, Josh? Was, I think it was, because that was Andrew Hollis, wasn't he? He posted a yeah. link in, um, we posted the whole thing about it on the um, Old World Australia group. Um, whereas, you know, he's based in Canberra, but he's going to get a whole bunch of these books posted. If you want, if you want a copy, just put your name in, um, on the Facebook group, just add your name to the thread, I think, and then he'll probably contact you. And I'm he, not yeah, sure actually he, how he's going to do it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> There's a he lot did, of names so on there now. So he's already got, he did Magic Cards, say, and he sent them mm, out. Yeah, they're apparently like a few boat, yeah. months away, but they're doing that. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's like $80 Australian. Mm. minus yeah. postage because they're all coming to his place and then he'll send them out. But, I mean, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. that's more than Post 10 postage. bucks. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it's effectively cheaper than – how much was – how much of the Ravening Hort in Binding Fantasy? Were they 100 and – I think they were like – well, it depends where you bought them from. I think it was 90 yeah. through GW and 70 through a third yeah, party. So, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, so it's, it's in the same ballpark, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's amazing. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. Which, and, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to get them printed from GW. So this is sort of yeah. your only way of getting a, <laughs> a physical book unless you do it yourself. Well, yeah, um, you're not going to paint. You're not going to, as I found out, you're not printing that from Officeworks for that price either, <laughs> probably. No. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it'd be as I found out 50% too. 50% yeah. more, eh? Yeah. yeah no, so, I think he was looking for someone. Yeah, I mean, in the post he mentions the idea of potentially having someone in each capital city take some oh, of the deliveries and then locally oh, yeah. dis distribute them as well. That might also help to reduce the, the, the like a local postage fees maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. We'll see how cool. it works out. Yeah. yeah. No, that's well worth. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I was, I did think of it when I read it and then I didn't uh, put it in our show notes here. Uh, cool. Um, the other thing I just want to say is like, we'll, Got some. We've got an Empire uh, faction review going out this week on YouTube, which will be cool. Um, with Angus slash ASB, he's going to come on and do that with us. Um, but we also, I was talking to a guy called uh, Irish from Miniature Horde through Facebook. Um, he's been obviously he does. He's got an online store, you know, in Melbourne, doing you know, you know, up until Old World came out, just you know, doing the normal you know, forty k AOS range games workshop stuff um but with all the movement tray stuff he's got a heap of uh new movement trays adapter trays and i know a lot of people have asked i've seen it all the time on the forums like where do i get them from or other people that have been selling bases are now like out of stock sometimes so i got a bunch of stuff from him and he threw in some extra stuff as well so i'm gonna do i wasn't for those who listened to me they probably knew i wasn't originally gonna do adapter trays and i still won't long term but <laughs> knowing how annoying it was to get some bases off, I went, bugger, I want some adapter trays to get a bit ready. So I thought I'll do a um, a video this week. I'm going to go through the stuff he sent and um, just show people on camera the goods and bads of using adapters plus the other stuff he sells um, that I got, um, some of the resin stuff just for those interested. And then if you like what you see, I guess, yeah, just hit him up. I'll put links and stuff in that video. Um, but I think that's worth saying that that's coming this week as well. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. That sounds really good. But anyway, um, let's get on to some hobby because I feel like there was some hobby done because you had a slow go, didn't you, Josh? Do you want to start with hobby Ooh, this yeah. time, Josh? Yeah, I can I can start with the, the hobby. I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably mainly the slow go um, that, I, that I did this week. I spent a bit of time trying to put together my pegasus knights and that type of thing as well but yeah probably the main thing i did was the sorrow which um because i did want to talk about it a bit because i did have a scenario i put together and i was sort of intrigued as to how it was gonna go yeah. um uh i can't remember if i even showed you guys i saw the post yeah, on, on facebook, oh, no, i posted on but facebook i didn't read the scenario i yeah. saw that you posted it but i didn't read it yeah yeah okay yeah no that's right i did publish it up um because, yeah, this was a round where I probably should have done this in, a, in, a, in an earlier round, really. But it occurred to me that we're still on quite small armies. So that I was like, oh, we could just play some doubles games. You know, like I <laughs> I keep I keep persisting with these doubles. I did a CanCon and I'm doing a slogan. <laughs> Partly it was because also this the CanCon one only got the one scenario like done. There was only yeah. one round. Yeah. I had And I made two scenarios and I was more interested with the second one because the second one was like a... A bit of a crazy deployment where you know you you know you your partner essentially is deployed diagonally opposite to you in the other the other corner of the board, uh -huh. um, which is you know <laughs> a very different feel <laughs> to what yeah. how you play the game because um, suddenly you know you've got two on each flank you've got um, uh, opponents you know um, yeah 
I mean, yeah, the other thing with the scenario was I had five objectives in the middle, like mobile ones you could pick up. You know, that I kind of got that idea from one of the resurrection um, events. Um, and then I also, this is sort of a later thing that I added on, um, that I sort of took the inspiration from one of the uprising events. So one of Ben's ideas was that he was going to have some buffs going on that he didn't really know what the buff was until he picked up the objective. And then you right. look underneath and you see what the buff is, like plus one weapon skill or, or you know, extra strength or whatever. Um, but I sort of took it a step further and actually made it like a spell effect. <laughs> and not only could it be a beneficial spell effect, ah, okay, it could also be <laughs> negative, a really bad <laughs> spell effect as well. The fluff being like the whole thing is just like you know, it's actually a wizard that's left these art these objects these objectives around the field um yeah. so they're like arcane objectives so then you pick them up and then you know the guy the troops don't really know what these things are and then you potentially just have the arcane objective just fire off a spell completely uncontrolled um and you just hope that it might <laughs> be a benefit and then other, um otherwise you know not so so it's like uh, a chance card in monopoly you don't you don't know yeah you don't really get. know what you're gonna get yeah. you know so because i had i had like eight spells four of them were beneficial four of them were um the uh, you know negative uh you know a through to h yeah. and then you look underneath the, the alphabet on the, on the um objective and see what you got i think the comet was the first one comet was uh, in retrospect quite so, a powerful so thing to have <laughs> so it starts coming down where you pick the objective up or so so the comet, stitch up it's <laughs> no, no, no. So the comet was a beneficial one. Essentially, the immediate the the unit actually casts comet irresistibly, uh, really. So okay. then you can then cast it somewhere else on the board. Yeah, yeah right. I guess I could have had it. So <laughs> that's fair. You know, it has a comet comet <laughs> Josh would have had no friends oh, no. <laughs> after that tournament, if that happened. Yeah, I think uh, the worst one I had on here, um, number H, was uh, Disaster. The immediate is immediately affected by Bane of Forged Steel, which actually disintegrates your, your mundane weapons in the in the unit <laughs> for the rest of the game. So you lose, like, great swords, lances, all that's gone. Oh, I no. didn't actually have the gumption to put H on the board for those tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was, I was like, <laughs> that is Brutal. That could ruin a game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and what size and are you at now? Is it a thousand or? Yeah, we hit a thousand. We hit yeah. a thousand. So the way the way it worked, it was yeah, a thousand in each in each corner. But I mean, as I said, I could have done this in a previous round. It actually would have yeah. been almost better if it was at eight hundred or six hundred round. You know, just not as big. Um. Uh, and yeah, I think your video's lagging a bit, Josh. So if people are watching this and it's a bit out of sync, just ignore it. It's fine. Keep going, man. It's all good. Is it okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Darren. It's yeah, fine. Cool, cool. <laughs> um. Because yeah, the comet was actually pretty disastrous. Because <laughs> the way it, the way it worked out um, was that yeah, the 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 round the people that went the guys that went first. Um, so it was Skaven and and goblins uh, versus Wood Elves and High Elves, basically. And the goblin guy just had his wolf riders go up and grab all the got maybe two of the objectives, including the center one, which is the comet that he put straight onto the middle of the Wood Elf line. Oh. He cast it. And then at the start of the Wood Elves player, the comet comes down. Oh, <laughs> it's just God. Like, is it start of strength four? I can't remember. Strength is five. It? 2d6 oh, strength wow. five hits. It? Wow. Um, and it, <laughs> oh, it's the like, 2d6 goes up, does it? Is it that what happens off, every comet? It goes huh? wider, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah it, it gets wider. it gets wider the more yeah. turns it takes. Yeah, yeah. On, so yeah, add God. more and more inches. So it was only like a it was a relatively small bubble. I, I can't, it was four or five inches only, but because it was at the center of his deployment, mm. still hurts. Still yeah. It still killed his wizard, his war dancers, <laughs> um, most of a you know glade guard. And two wounds off his eagle, yeah. <laughs> and a couple, and maybe three or four eternal guard as well. Like so, kill, yeah. kill the third of his army. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is, uh, he didn't actually end up losing the game. <laughs> Even wow. Half his army got taken off. Um, uh, him and the high elves uh, actually managed to, to to sneak a wind in the end. Um, it was actually kind of a crazy game. Like I was standing there watching it the whole time because we actually had six people come this week. Um, uh, and it meant that, so we ended up doing one table doubles and one table singles. Um, if I'd bothered to bring a second 1000 point army, I could have done two doubles with me controlling two armies, but I didn't really, I couldn't be bothered. Mm. And then suddenly when I got there, I was like, oh, maybe I should have done that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I watched the whole game and it was actually really odd um the whole flow of it it was actually kind of chaotic almost like um just because people weren't able to interact with the the you know the deployment zones and where your armies are coming from and what direction you're supposed to be moving in in, in a normal way because you've got all these you know uh, uh, uh enemy, enemy units coming in from both sides um yeah. it, it was a bit of a whirlwind <laughs> actually <laughs> i'm interested to 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 see how it would go as a weird sort of singles game as well, I think. I think. I think there's a possibility I could try that. Um, but but yeah, the thing that I would probably change about the spells is that the one thing with those spells is because they all occur at this when you first pick them up. It did sort of happen over the first couple of turns, and then it was all done, and then the rest of the game was like regular. Um, oh yeah, sort of. Right. Uh, and could you lose them or anything, or they just like you pick them up, you pick them up. The objectives. Oh, you can lose them for sure. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like just not similar to the cart from Cancon in a way, except that yeah, if you fled, you drop it for any reason. So yeah, if you right. fled, yeah, you drop it, whatever. Um, and I think uh, how the Wood Elf actually guy actually end up winning the game with a high elf guy. One of the one of the moments was that the um, the big the the unit of five uh, goblin wolf riders that have picked up two objectives. Um, you lose fast cav when you get the objectives as well, which is a rule from uh, from uh, the resurrection pack as well. They actually moved. They were trying to get into the Skaven's corner um, because they couldn't turn around because they weren't fast cav anymore. So they got two objectives. They were heading that way, and then uh, the Rad Ogres, who had lost their pack handlers by the way by a fiery blast <laughs> that had exploded in their face when they picked up the objective, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> they charged into the some eternal guard with the the um, with a noble in it. Um, the eternal guard actually just minced them and killed them. And then the the wolf riders that were nearby actually fa- failed the panic check from the <laughs> from the <laughs> rat ogres being destroyed in combat. Um, uh, and then so they fled and they dropped their mar- dropped their, the their objectives. So the eternal yeah. uh, guard took the objective off the rat ogres because the rat ogres had one. They killed them in combat. And then they just marched up and grabbed those other two. And suddenly they this big block of eternal guard had three out of the five objectives. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, Like it was just it was just funny how those things sort of work out sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was actually a fun game. Uh, I I really liked it, and I, I think I guess as I said, I would like to see the spells more sort of 
pushed into the middle of the game or have more ongoing effects. Like so, the yeah. interesting with what Ben's done for Uprising in a in a few weeks is it's a, a status effect, like yeah, an extra weapon skill or, or extra strength. I think, or I think one is like minus one leadership. Actually, there's a debuff one, but I think that one's worth more objective points. Um, uh, is that they're, they're an effective rest of the game, you know? So you get mm. a buff or a debuff, and it's still sort of you know there's there's elements to that that might add more strategy. So yeah, I'm not sure what I might do. I might have it so you know that you don't know when the spell's going to go off, and then you only check to see what it is once you roll the you know a four up or something. Uh, or, yeah, I, yeah. I might change it like that, or yeah. um, or it, or maybe the earlier you pick up the objective in the game, the more likely it is to be a, a negative spell. Maybe so you roll the dice to see what the spell is, but the the more turns have passed, the more likely you are to get a positive one. So maybe there's a bit of a standoff in that way. It's like who goes to get it first? You're going to take the risk of getting blasted <laughs> by trying to pick it up, turn it on with fast cav, <laughs> or, like hold off. You know, so you sort of want to. I want to have a bit of a little, little bit more of a risk reward rather than it's completely random almost. You know, yeah. yeah. It should be like one of them should uh, just randomly explode one of the other objectives like a 2d6 strength five hits or something <laughs> so, but you don't know which one it is and your one of yours could be carrying it but also the enemy could be carrying the other one and you pick it up yeah. and it's like a yeah that'd be funny that'd be funny or if you had like fake <laughs> we've had like fake objectives so yeah, you had like yeah. seven objectives and it's just when you pick it up you don't know if it's actually just like an empty box until you pick it yeah, up well you could do something like that couldn't you where it's like you write down one one of them and they write down one of them which is saying that you know that that one's not real and they know that one's not real and then just see which ones are going after yeah 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 i I don't yeah yeah there's see i actually really love trying to think of scenarios and make i've been enjoying that more and more over the last sort of six months or so um and this leads into the rule book a bit for oh well because you know when i read those scenarios i was like these are pretty vanilla yeah, um, they, they are. Yeah, you know they're they're not much the, more interesting than the eighth ed ones. They're very similar. No, they, I mean I do like, and I wish probably need to start doing it on the battle reports, even though I've done too. But um, I do like different deployments, not the randomy t- elements, but I do like. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the sort of different deployments, like the diagonal or even up the up, you know, the other way up the board and stuff, because it yeah. just totally changes yeah. how the game is played, it and also through. gets away from that idea of oh, there's you know, a hill and, a, and two forests and stuff like, because now that yeah, yeah. you're playing the other way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and the actual how, areas are a bit weird. Yeah, but those, they're a bit bland, like you said. Yeah, those long, low, long, those long deployment zones, it's like, it's like impassable terrain along the edges and yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. along the edges, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't mind that. Uh, the diagonal deployment's really narrow too, isn't it? Yeah, Six that was the one the that you said that. Yeah, it's which is much pretty, thinner than yeah, really eight, thin, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think eighth was nine. I think so. It was at least, at least a little bit further away. I, re- I seem mm. to remember in an early. I'm not sure if it, ninth age still has it, but I remember there was one deployment back in like one point three, um, in like an early iteration that they had a similar dynamic where they had a diagonal deployment with six inches, six inches from the center. But once you start deploying, you can't. You couldn't deploy a unit within eighteen inches of an uh, enemy unit. Yeah. So it was sort of like uh, a dynamic of yes. you were trying to you would right. deploy quite close to each other, but you, yep. then you would you actually claim territory. You, yes, yeah, that's yeah. Right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd be tempted to have that kind of dynamic, I reckon, in that kind of deployment. So I think It'd that be interesting. Really well. It's probably hard because it's better for normal scenarios. But, you know, there was ones, I think they used to be in, I don't know what edition, or maybe it was in Siege where you would have like half your falls or something on the table in the middle and then you'd get attacked 
from all sides, but then your rest of your army would turn up as a reserve somehow. Mm. Would oh, you guys yeah. remember that? It might have been a fifth edition thing or like just a scenario in Siege yeah. or I can't remember. Yeah, that all I think maybe it was in the General's Compendium and Six as well. Like I've seen it that uh, I've seen that iterated a few times. So maybe it mm. was in Siege too. Um the hard thing I find about that is like it's 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 a really cool theme you sort of want to do, but mm. it, when it when it's asymmetrical, I find it's a uh, yeah. Certain uh, armies that deal with it okay, others just be horrendous. Yeah, yeah. If um, you're just doing it as part of an event or a games day or hard. something, um, if you don't know what armies people are taking, people aren't prepared for it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a harder one to 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 know. Like I, I I'm trying I, most of the scenarios I'm trying to do are ones that I could go. Could I adopt this to a tournament? You know, could I adopt this to semi-competitive play? Yeah. Um, it does limit yeah your your flexibility because mm. yeah it is it is a lot of fun to design asymmetric scenarios um but you got to make sure um if you if people aren't necessarily playing with people they know um even if it's informal that there's it's relatively the objectives are relatively similar even. in terms yeah. of yeah evenness and the ability to and what to they're actually them. going for yeah because yeah. If, yeah if you're playing in a something that's asymmetric but but one person might be able to win more easily but you're just with friends so you don't really care you're just having fun together because you mm. know each other i feel like it's yeah. a different dynamic yeah yeah, anyway. yeah um but yeah i do like the idea of having yeah attackers defenders and having like a defender in the center of the board and then the attackers mm. can deploy around them and then maybe you have a a rear guard for the de- for the defenders or something they can you know come on the board in turn the, two or something like that because i went back and looked at the sigils mm. for that and i think oh, was it but it was like the attackers, every time a unit dies, you just bring them back on. The whole idea is that they're just continually uh, assailing the castle wall and uh, then it's down to like time and, I don't, you know, like if yeah, they, maybe the that defenders is a can hold yeah. out yeah, yeah. for a certain period of time, then they win. And I, I really love that idea that like especially if it's orcs attacking, they're just, they're never ending. Endless. It's almost like strategic. It's like, well, I won't yeah. kill the black orc unit because if I do, they're just going to come they back come on. So back. I'll try and leave them, you know, half <laughs> yeah. dead and I'll just kill the shitty goblins and let them come back, you know, that yeah. type of thing. But, yeah. Um, what do you guys think of when you were talking about unusual deployments? Um, because there was definitely mixed response to the um, random deployment zones that we had at CanCon, where you know you had the two flank zones and the middle zone. Yeah. What do you think of the um, the older sort of six ed meeting engagement rules, where you had you know you had to number each unit, and then you would deploy sequentially, but increasingly like. Outwards, oh, I don't you know even I mean? remember. I haven't even done that, so I probably oh. can't remember. Yeah. I thought we did it. We did it at King Castle Assault. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure what one of them we? was. Well, maybe. Well, that's. All. I remember doing it there, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I I second round. I yeah, yeah maybe out a few beers at Castle Assault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so uh, maybe I explain it then. So basically, yeah, you, you number your units. So maybe you know units one down to seven, mm. and unit one you deploy at the center of your deployment zone. And then unit two, you have to deploy to, to one side. Yeah. And then unit three, you deploy to so the other side. Come up, you're basically ordering your... Was that the castle side? I did not do it that way. I did. I'm not sure. It was called main engagement. So that's how we played it. But maybe yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if everyone did or not. But yeah. essentially, there's, it's the, the feeling is that your army is sort of arriving. But it's yeah, like... Marching the, column type thing. They've yeah, like arrived they and keep the others come there, up. They keep yeah, coming yeah, around yeah. the side of it. Yeah, I could deal with that. Yeah, I feel like that's less punishing and from just rng type stuff but still also making having to think about oh what order should i be getting these units out um, yeah because if you make a mistake you actually can then it does actually compound that you know it's very hard to come back if you put it in the wrong unit in the wrong spot and suddenly you've got no space on one side yeah. um yeah 
can, yeah, can nor your, or your artillery is going to end up <laughs> on the flanks or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, dumb. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one that hasn't been seen since six said. Um, but I, I, I wonder if that's actually mm. some, got some got some legs to it mm. um, that could be used a bit more. I do um, need to go through. I mean, I've skipped, like, I probably have. Actually, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've read the scenarios in the actual physical book. I've only read them when we got the PDFs and stuff initially. So I'll probably have to do that and just actually try to let it sink in. Because maybe oh, next game, Andrew, we can. Yeah, sorry, the old world. Maybe we actually yeah, roll up a scenario or something. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been hard the first few games, isn't it? Because you're literally just like. Yeah, you don't want to. I need to, to learn the rules. But. But yeah, I, I feel like there's so much, so much stuff that we could play with. Um, to make the thing I like, though, listen, maybe it's. I think it's probably universal, or like around the world in old world, is like every tournament. I don't think there's many tournaments that just play out of the book scenarios. So it's mm. we don't really overly need Games Workshop to have yeah. good scenarios in the book, which is lucky. Um, whereas I find with 40k, it seems like they all play. And I guess they're using mission decks and stuff, so it's different, but. It's yeah. all played out of the book, if you know what I mean, as far as I can see. I mean, I'm not a 40k yeah. player, but when I look at bat reps, they're a bit I more interesting, like... but yeah, they're sort of scenarios. So, the Age of Sigma, they're like tend to be a bit more interesting as well, just having the objectives. and. Yeah, but you know, I heard a really good description well, of this surprising. the other day. Because, um, you know, you guys have probably heard me whinge about I, I, I like the idea of objectives. I just, what I've got sick of seeing on. 40k and AOS things is these huge transparent round circle things or mouse mats, you know, one in the middle, two oh, on either yeah. side. And you look at the table and it looks yeah. doesn't look like a battlefield. It looks like nah. – and someone described this in a podcast, not as a bad thing, but just said AOS, 40k specifically and now AOS is, they're board games, whereas yeah. Warhammer Old World is a war game. And I went, actually, I, I see what they mean. Like it is, it's not really replicating a, it's not trying to replicate a, a war game. It's actually yeah. a board game, like in terms of the points and scoring and moving around and stuff. And whereas Warhammer, I think, um, as in fantasy, has probably tried to stay a little bit closer to just its war gaming roots. Like it's eight, like, you know, ancients and mm. stuff like that, which is more trying to replicate you know, I mean, it's not really, but replicating a normal army. The like flow of a battle. A flow of a battle, not just randomly going Ooh. and try and sit on five locations around the board. like you know. Random locations. <laughs> yeah, which in a battle, yes, there's probably an objective. Most time it's just, it is to just wipe out the other enemy. You know I mean? Yeah, when, yeah. when they line up, they're not like, <laughs> you know. So I'm not saying one's better or not. I just, I thought that yeah. was a good description. But you're taking like high ground or like. Cover or a town, like there's something of value you're trying to take. You're not just yeah. taking yeah. random space. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's, it's not bad. I it just it's, it was just I think an interesting description of it a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a bit of a rant. There. Not rant, but sorry. <laughs> <right. Um, laughs> so did you end up having to paint some? How'd your game go then? Because that how many doubles games were there? Me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there was like as I said. So there was there wasn't there was only the one doubles game. There was one singles game. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't actually play a game in the right. end. Okay, um, uh, I was just there happily sort of refereeing and stuff. Interestingly, because I wasn't sure what was going to happen really with the mm. slow crow because the old said, world, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, uh, and yeah, it seems like I've got a fairly good sort of core group of people that just want to keep playing six. Like I was asking them at the end of it, like I was like, guys, what are you like? What are we going to do? <laughs> and they were like, oh, we'll just keep playing six if you want. Like we're halfway through already. I'm like, all right, okay. Mm. Uh, I think a couple of them want to be able to use the old world bases and i'm like yeah that's that's fine if you want to change the faction and do an old world army like i don't really care like i'd be happy yeah. to play old world rules as well you yeah. know they just yeah but they were quite happy playing six head mm. which is surprising because yeah I, I felt like a lot of the air has been sucked out of their older editions since the old worlds you know exploded onto the scene yeah, uh, yeah. New so yeah. i was fully expecting them to be wanting to 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 play the old world. and the funny thing is like when we're playing at the house, at house of war, there was like random people wandering past, going, "Oh, you guys, are you playing? Oh, well, you guys playing? Oh, like, like, what are that? Nah, mate, six cent. <laughs> you guys should get all these shirts and all the back. Like five or six, six people, yeah. you know, separately come by and ask the same question. <laughs> so, uh, oh dear, but yeah, so funny. I feel like we're going to continue to have <laughs> a conversation every month. <laughs> Um, uh, but I mean, the thing is, yeah, it's different, different rules to the old world, but it's still, you know, it's still Warhammer. It still feels nice. Yeah. Um, I have no particular complaint about playing, playing either one really. I mean, I'm going to a six head tournament in a month anyway, so <laughs> yeah. I'm still, still in that world a bit. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to play some, the, some old world this week. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen anymore just because someone has a partner's birthday going on. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's always a trick to try and. I mean, it's probably easier these days for me to get a game too, but it's still, it's still a commitment. And mm. you know, if you try to play, like, it's funny you see the people who, and I've never got round to doing this, where like they'll do a club night every week and they'll play like two games in a night. You know, and I just, I don't know, oh, I just feel like yeah. even that is a lot. Like, I don't yeah. know if I could dedicate one whole day, night all the time or consistently. I mean, I could do it for, you know, a month, but. Yeah, it's just oh, rather than ongoing thing, you mean? Like, mm, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. yeah. But yeah. the good thing about something like that is it's consistent, so people can come in and out of that. So I like I like the idea of it. I just and I know, I think Legions used to do a thing where there was like a week night. Yeah, meeting, I like went in the along. captain's room or something, whatever it was called, or whatever the hell it was. I think they that. tried a few times. Yeah. Um. Mm. But anyway, something to think about. Mm. Uh cool. I think that's all my hobby slash slow grow stuff. What have you guys been up to? Well, I've got a lot. I've got a bit done on the weekend. But Andrew, did you do stuff outside of the the bat wrap and scheming? Um, outside of scheming, yeah, a little bit. So I got the um, bases off. Hey Jake, um, I think I showed you guys previously. So they're a cobblestone um, appearance. Um, so I'm really happy with the bases actually. I think they came up really well. Um, and I got the, it was only like a hundred, just over a hundred bucks for 200 odd bases. Mm. I think I need some more, but some more 25s. Um, but yeah, a lot of that was sort of like bigger bases. Um, and yeah, so I got a frog in the background here. Hopefully you guys can't hear no, it. I can't hear it, but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's what happens when you live out in the bush. Um, <laughs> it's literally just outside the window, just cracking away. Um, but yeah, the uh, this is probably the problem, I think, with the the plastic, the spool feeding resin. Um, the filament, as it goes around, it must like not like cut it 
as such. So mm. kind of like you get these little tiny hairs sort of uh, just across the top, just all the high parts as it's kind of like finished one little high section of like a stone. And then it might go over to the next bit and finish that. It kind of just like leaves this little hair of plastic. Uh, like in between your uh, cobblestones oh, and stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. A little um, strand. Yeah, a okay. yeah, little, little strand of the filament. Um, like tiny, but it's uh, it's actually hard to get off. So mm. I've I got like a really coarse um, plastic brush and I tried to sort of just brush it off, just hoping it's just going to snap off. But it's actually it's quite resilient and flexible. So I've uh, I just got... Uh, big sheet of sandpaper i've just been just trying to sand it up and it's got rid of most of it but not all of it so the problem is with you know 200 odd bases mm, i've, I've been there for yeah <laughs> been there for hours um and i've got all the paint so once that's done hopefully this week if it stops raining i'll get out and actually get them all primed and i'll start um yeah get them painted yeah, you're going to paint them all first, then you'll start breaking them off because you'll have them all ready to go then. Yeah, good. yeah. and yeah. then after, once I, I put them on, then I'm going to start modelling them up. So I've got like some stones, like the little tiny pebble sort of stones um, and some flock and a few bits and pieces. Um, I was probably going to do something similar to, oh, who was that? Might have been Gomo. With, you had like the, um, the strands, the yellow, look like hay sort of. That's what right. I want to do, but I haven't grass, got long yeah. ones. I want to get really long ones of them, but I haven't. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like between the cobblestones, you can have like a few bits of dead grass. Yeah, the, be, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But that's where I'm up to. Um, how do you go? You've you've been. Um, well, a couple of things. So um, I finally got, and I've got some pictures, so I might bring them up. Um, I've had this house that's been sitting here for. Like a, uh-huh, yeah, yeah from, from March. I bought it like a year and a half ago and I sort of half put it together and then started to um, paint it and then just got, I don't know, I just got distracted. So I'm just trying to <laughs> find the bloody window again. It's gone. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. There was a couple mm. of things, but it was just ch- trying to get the colour a little bit. And it's not so much the co- like it's the colour of the the um, bricks were annoying for a bit because I was trying to do a long con- contrast paints and my basilican grey was, it was just a dud one. It was like brown. It wasn't grey. And then so I, it was half ugly and then I left it. And anyway, so um, it, as a result, it just sat there not getting finished. And I always envisioned, um, you guys can see the screen now, can you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Um, I always envisioned uh, like, much more texture on the, um, you know, in this bit. What I don't, I don't even call the walls here, but um, mm. the actual resin building has some of it on there, but it wasn't that much. And when I tried to just like use contrast paints and then maybe a bit of a dry brush, it was just, you know, when you try to dry brush a flat area, it just doesn't work. <laughs> like it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just wasn't happy with it. And I, plus I tried three different yellowy colours, uh, contrast and, so each, like for one side of this house had like three different colours initially and it was mm. just ugly. And as a result, you know, when a model is like half, not even half done, but just a little bit done and it just turns you off and you're just like, oh, it's not yeah. motivated. Because you want to know what you're going to paint and then just smash it out. Um, and anyway, so I finally, like I got a proper basilican grey like six months ago. I was using it for something else. So I went, oh, I'll fix. So I fixed the, the brick up. The and then I... Um, 
and I did the uh, I mean, sort of can see it. I did sort of that, you know, the alternating, like where you just sort of do like bright reds. I had like a yeah. an ochre color and a different color, and um, sure it looks probably worse in this picture, but it looks pretty good in real life. It's like not over the top different, but yeah. heaps better than just plain gray, obviously. Um, and so once I started the bottom of it, and I, I just went, oh, I need to solve this yellow bit now. Um, and I tried a few different washes and all that. And then finally I just pulled out the sand, Vallejo sand that I've got for – that I was oh, going to yeah. use on Tomb King bases but didn't. Like it's like, you know, yeah, just yeah. the texture paint. Um, I shoved that on there and then I just agraxed it, watered down agrax or ran a little bit of camo shade around the edge rather than even paint it. <laughs> so I didn't paint yeah, it. it That's really just good. straight on sand colour. And it just looked way better. And then I just went, oh, fuck, I'll just do that. And then as soon as you did one wall and then just used the, I think it's snake bite leather for the um, timber because I didn't want it, like I had some timber done with the wild wood and that was just a bit too dark. Um, yeah. Well, at least I thought it was. It didn't have as much. I would have had to do more dry brushing. So I haven't had to dry brush yeah, any of it. Um, oh. And so it was just heaps quicker. <laughs> I was just like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. Um, and it just came out. And so I, the Saturday, because I was home all day, I just like was motivated. Once I got to that point where I knew what the walls were going to be and the brick yeah. was done, it just took no time at all and it smashed it out. So then I went around and uh, ended up buying like five more different ones <laughs> of Etsy that are coming because I'm like, I'm going to have a wow. bit Not of the same brand because they've only got another like house, like a smaller one. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's really good ones like, you know, Tabletop Empire, what or World or it's called, but they're pretty pricey. Yeah. Um and and you know, I can get other people to print stuff as well, but I just went, oh, I'll just like for this, I'll just get one that's already there in a pack. And yeah. There's five of them in it, and some are smaller, some are big, and um it, they look pretty close to um that style to yeah. this one. So hopefully they will go together okay. I do have so I'm on the Kickstarter for the, the cottages from Kick uh, tabletop. From tabletop one. Oh you are. So, I was I was yeah, so I'm gonna get that what, one. I'm gonna bring that up. So you are gonna get those, yeah. Yeah, those, and yeah. I know the thing with table like tabletop are more decrepit looking, so they might not totally go together. So I might just it's fine because you always yeah, yeah. need more houses. You're not gonna put all of them on the board anyway. Nah, you're nah. Switch yeah. them around, Different so. themes. Yeah. Just have them on the outskirts. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found a cool, like, a totally punch. run-down, destroyed one. You know, like the whole roof's collapsed. Yeah, so I thought yeah. that'd be cool too, because you could have it like on the outskirts. Yeah, like that it's would been be abandoned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> progressively uh, more run-down. Yeah, as, you get as it gets closer to the, the, the outskirts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the beast kind of got to yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I did that. So that's some that side hasn't been washed yet. You know, you can just it came out good. And then um, as a result, then I went. Um, oh, well, I did a live a, a hangout hobby hangout or painting on the Saturday night, maybe it was. Um, and I was sitting there and I did what I needed to do and then I went, oh, well, bugger, I'll just start putting the bone dragon together. And, man, I heard, I even said it on the um, stream, I heard comments that it's like you need, you know, each time you look at the next instruction, you need two pieces and they're on, one's on each sprue. Like, <laughs> and it's so true. It's like you're hunting down this one piece of bone and they all look the same. And then uh, you, the other piece you need to glue right. it to is on the other sprue. And so that you're uh, constantly just switching these two sprues around going, where the hell yeah. is this? Like, and finally, obviously, as you get cut more and more out, it gets yeah, easier. Yeah. But it, 
yeah, mm. it was a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. Um, yeah, I've heard similar feedback about the the Royal Pegasus side. Lots of little fiddly bits and yeah, quite a bit of work to put together. So um, yeah, so I put him a bit of a game. You put him find together that. and just, I, you know, that's the sand stuff, you know, just like put that down and I covered it with a bit more sand and I've just thrown some extra stuff in. Um, it's a shame actually I got the miniature horde stuff just today after I did this because he sent me a bunch of like smaller diorama skeleton dead animal, like, you know, stuff like that. that oh, yeah. In yeah. There, but I'd already, you know, I'll probably get two dragons, which I may get talk to at some point because i don't think i'm going to magnetize this guy it looks too annoying and plus i can't be i don't know he's not actually hard to get together once you know that it's you know those first few bits are take a little bit so yeah. i feel like i might just try and get a second one at some point sell off the rest or something um yeah like he's quite long he's pretty big but obviously i haven't done the top he's gonna look even bigger with a tomb king on it does that um, headpiece can you can you leave that off like the this thing yeah his little collar whatever no nah, no i mean no that whole bit is one so you'd have to like um you'd have to like have cut to really it out hack it or up. something yeah yeah uh, okay what would you be thinking to use instead i was just yeah. thinking if you've got two you could have um just to so they didn't look oh, yeah, just the yeah, pose yeah. might look a little bit different with one mm. missing the you can move the wings a little bit, like not massively, but like I've done it just how it came. But I think you could do some changes there um, to make him look a bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. The And then as a result, then I went, <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if I can get this slow. So we got a 500-point slow or 600-point for this Sunday's meetup at Legions, which oh, so I this might Sunday? go to now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Hectic. Um, I'd already got some of these guys out and rebased them, but I hadn't put on movement trays and magnetized them. So I did that. And then um, they look sprayed white, but technically they're a pretty heavy white Xenothol for contrast paint. So like I do do them dark. Yeah. I do them black, gray, and then really hit the front with white. So that way it, Takes yeah, contrast yeah. paint better because yeah, it just looks need, too dark. Yeah, you need so, the contrast. Yeah, they look pretty oversaturated there, but they're not. Um, however, today I was running and I went, I think this list is illegal. And it is. You can't have a frigging wyvern at 600 points. So um, uh, You're trying so, to run a wyvern at 600 yeah, points? I, like, I thought I could put a boss on a wyvern. <laughs> uh, I can't. Um <laughs> I was just doing it as an excuse to paint the white one. But anyway, so no, I won't is it, do him. Does it need I'll... a thousand points? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so no, the boss, you can't take a boss. But yes, but you can't have a boss on a white one anyway. It's only a war boss, but I didn't realize oh, that. Right. Um, okay. So, I mean, I did realize that, but I just did, did it wrong. So that's me being just rushing this. Um, mm. But it's fine because I already said the guys at the club, I don't think I'm painting everything. I'm really rebasing as well. So I'm using the Black Orcs. I'm going to have a Black Orc boss, yeah. um, a wizard and um, a chariot, bring that in. And, oh, sorry, I'm going to have a Black Orc boss on a chariot and a Black Orc, I think there's a, like a BSB in the Black Orcs and then a wizard and that adds up to what the Wyvern was anyway. So actually I'm yeah, probably but... painting less because I'm not painting the Wyvern. I've already got the chariot done. Um but I'll just get the. I just want to use it as an excuse to try rebase, like the black orcs yeah. and stuff. So um, that's what I'm going to do. A boss and a chariot be pretty tough as well. Yeah, that's, that's all, yeah, it's still going to yeah. be pretty good. So yeah. Um, 
So I did that as well. And then, um, oh, so I did, there's no pitch. Oh yeah. There's a little bit. I've been doing this. Um, there's an awesome image that someone shared. I think it was on the Tomb Kings Facebook group, but, um, and this isn't finished by any means, but, um, he basically modeled his paint job off like a barbecue chicken. I just love that. Like the, <laughs> the rotisserie chickens for the U S people. Um, and they're a lot more, you know, you get a lot more grays and stuff in the bone because, you know, they're cooked and stuff mm. <laughs> like, um, and the way he painted, so it, would, it still needs like a chunk of agrax around the joints and then, um, and then you do the dry brush bone all the way up and then you do a really diluted, like almost glazed, um, like, um, uh, agrax again and then a really glazed uh like sharpie bone color onto the middles of the bones and it looked it can i don't know when i looked at his paint job i'm like this looks awesome it looks like an, an old skeleton that's really come like you know looks that just yeah. looks better than just like a full bleached bone one mm. um yeah, so i'm gonna try that depth, paint yeah. job and see what he looks like um yeah so but yeah it's it's a pretty big skeleton to be, you know, washing and cod like it takes a while mm. because there's so much to it. So it's going to take me a couple of days probably. Um, but yeah, it looks, hopefully it'll come out pretty good. Yeah, I started the contrast on that guy, but I'll hold off now that I realised I did the wrong thing. Um, sorry, I'm talking now and showing pictures and it's going to suck for audio. Sorry, guys. Um, I was just looking at my dragon back then. But yeah, I've started rebasing my Blackhawk. So they're just going on the obviously the 30s. And you can see a bit of that yeah, red. Like I'm using a little bit of this red. It's not red. It's um, Tusker fur or something. Just a little bit yeah. of this pink on the ground as well. But the idea there we talked about last week is I'm going to use that a little bit more with mushrooms when I do the night goblins and stuff. And it's just going to blend it in a little bit. So they're going to be mm. on just that. And then there'll be tufts like the normal grass tufts. But then I'll have like these pink ones, which I don't have a picture here, but I showed you guys. It's like a little yeah. pink tuff. But obviously, they I'll look put more of cool. them around the mushrooms and stuff that, like, they're poisonous or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like over the top pink. It was kind of like a yeah, and it's got a little bit of yellow around it or something. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bit more like a um, pastely sort of pink almost. Yeah, but it's still easy. And the thing is, like, the it's the basing's almost the same. It's just got this red in it. So even if if I rebase one of my old ones, like chariot that I don't need to rebase, I can probably quickly just add some of that in, and it'll look. Okay, so I don't have to fully rebase like all my trolls and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll just be able to fix them up so they match it. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm hoping, but I'll see how that goes. Um, that was pretty much it, I think. Um, the other thing I'm doing though, which is pretty cool, which is not really hobby. It is hobby, but it's hobby storage, is I've got a display cabinet with – it's like an Ikea, but it's not Ikea. It's a fantastic furniture display cabinet. Hobby storage is a hobby in itself. Yeah. And it's got all my good painted figures in it, but now it's full, right? Because mm. I've got four shelves or whatever, and they're all full of the good armies that I've got. I've got a lot that's in boxes and not boxes, but totes under beds and stuff. Um, but now with Old World getting bigger, like the bases are bigger, I'm like, this is stressing me out. What am I going to do? Mm. <laughs> they're not going to fit in that display cabinet. And then I found, I was just looking up Google, like, how do you put more shelves in one of these pre packaged, you know, like the little drill holes yeah 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 well you just there's jigs on amazon i didn't even know this stuff so you just yeah, buy right. this thing and it's they're all standard 32 mil gaps and you just yeah. these things like sit on Slot they into, sit into the yeah. old holes and yeah. then you just drill into new holes mm. and they even come with drill bits that are perfect size to just go just in enough 
yeah. and then you buy IKEA, they sell the exact shelves that go in. So I bought four shelves and this jig, and I'm gonna like move them around, and I reckon I'll get four more shelves in this thing. Yes, yeah, sweet. Um, and so what I did, I do have a smaller display cabinet that I'm gonna leave big, so I can put the big stuff in like high stuff, and then this one can have fairly small shelves because, you know, most of your figures aren't massively high. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to have way more, like, space without buying a whole new bloody display cabinet, you know, which takes way more room. So that's my plan. So if anyone hasn't done that or they've got display cabinets, you can drill more little, those little cool little holes that you need to do on bookshelves. You just, yeah, it's like 20 bucks on Amazon, so... Yeah. Should be cool. Hopefully it doesn't wreck the chipboard, but it's designed, you know, they've got the right drill bits and everything that should do it right. So. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. You're lucky yeah. your wife lets you put that sort of stuff in the house. Like, well, I, she, I have she, no joked, chance. she <laughs> joked the other day, going, man, like, I'd love to have a room like this. But I mean, historically, I've always had an <laughs> office and a study because I've worked from home for yeah, 25 yeah. years. So it just happens that this room now in the new house is bigger and it's all my stuff. But I do say she has the rest of the house. Like, she. That's, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fun. But we've got a spare room too. And she, I said, if you want a home gym, just put a home gym in. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can. Yeah, just not in this room. <laughs> so, I think uh, the work I've done in this room has paid for itself. So yeah, mm. yeah. So she's oh. pretty happy, as long as it doesn't venture out of this room. Is yeah, yeah. generally the rule. <laughs> <laughs> when guests come over, you can close the door. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, cool. Yeah, lots of hobby. And obviously, we got our bat rep in, which we can talk about. And I don't know. Do we go into that yet, or we want to do some erratas first? Let's get into the topics. Mm. Cool. So last sure. week, actually, you know what I can do just for fun. Me. <laughs> Sound effect. Um, last week we chatted about some rules stuff and discussions um, and I need to errata two of the ones that I definitely brought up. One of them was I did screw up the skirmisher thing because I'd read the wrong oh, man. thing. Yeah, I remember reading the next morning I was reading the book and I was like, where is this bit that Colin was talking yeah, about? <laughs> yeah, totally got that wrong. Um, well, I can't remember what I said, but I got it around the wrong way. Uh, hang on. So what was it? It wasn't that you I think you could it was get it. cover, but you couldn't join them or something. Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, you, can you can't join the skirmish unit if you're not the yeah. same subtype. Yeah. But you can still get cover from it. Yes, but I was saying it had to be cover of the same type, subtype. Yeah. Yes, that's wrong. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So for those – and I did put that on the overlay, I think, or tried to. and Maybe I didn't. Um so, yes, if you're a skirmisher. So it is a bit different because usually you would get – you could join any unit that is your type, but skirmishers you need to be the subtype and it doesn't mm. affect cover. Yep. But cover's still the same type. So infantry doesn't, don't get it from cav and vice versa. Is that right or – Colin, you're opening another can of worms. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, Mark, yeah. I, I refuse to say anything unless we uh, force into <laughs> errata again next week. Exactly. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's leave that one. Um, I, can, I can check it, but um, yeah. Maybe check it, but I, I don't know if I, I'm going to check it before I say is... anything. I'm pretty sure you have to be the same type. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have to be the same type. Uh, the other one was just the whole close order thing that. Um, 
we so it's funny because I feel like um, Andrew, when I talked yeah, about these yeah, things last week, I was like, "Oh, we screwed these th- things up in our first game." And ironically, I think we got it all right in our game. We just second, I second guessed it afterwards. Like the close order, as far as we can see, until you need an FAQ, you do get close order plus one if you're a monster or heavy chariot. Whereas I think when you know, when you do read that other bit about close, what is it, the close order part where it says you need two or more models, mm. that's where it starts getting weird. But then obviously the rules in those behemoths, monster, whatever the other monster is. Um, yeah, the lumbering rule. Keytra, yeah, the lung, lumbering rule. Yeah. A- appears to override it. I think it still needs an FAQ, but I can see when people say it's overridden. I can understand why it is. Yeah. 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 I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the to receive the bonus though you need to be in combat order, mm. which oh, you know yes, which is... being a single model, you're not longer than you are wide, I guess. Well, it says square, yeah. but that yeah, <laughs> the squares are like to me talking about kind of your formation, but yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much your base shape and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It seems to have gone that way, and I think people are at least saying, yes, that's how it works. But that's how we played yeah. it, just a second-guessed it. When I, later I was like, oh, no, because, you know, I wouldn't have beaten your big skelly block by that, you know, to a man if I didn't have close order. But, I mean, I think we played it right in that sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. And my horse dude was hanging out. He wasn't joined, but he was hanging out with those other guys yeah, in those was. heavy calves. So yeah. that was correct as well. But mm. it was incorrect that he vanguarded or scouted with them, I think. I don't think he can scout with them. Because he can't, he doesn't have that scout rule. I think. Yeah. Although, yeah. I don't know, so he might even get I that wrong. I think that's knows? correct. Yeah. Again. Yeah. From previous editions. So let's not bring some stuff up. But yeah, anyway, we wanted to fix those things up, um, and then we can move on to a little bit about our bat rep. Do you reckon? I mean, we've got a battle report out and a live stream, so I don't want to hit yep. it blow by blow. But more, want to just have a quick chat about how it went, but also maybe some of the um, corrections that came through Yep, that we might have missed. Okay, that's cool. Oh, can I actually say one thing before we start that? Because it does yeah. relate to the combat order, the lumbering and all that kind of thing. And this is something I was talking. I didn't mention it last week, but I only discovered it and I put it up oh, on Facebook. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, it's the, it's the opposite extreme of mm-hmm. the, the big lumbering boys is that when you've got monstrous infantry or monstrous cavalry character... They're considered a skirmisher. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're considered a lone character and they're considered a skirmisher, um, which is pretty hectic because then they get 360 line of sight and all that kind of thing as well. Um, really quite scary suddenly that, you know, those, those smaller um, monstrous sort of mounts, especially <laughs> Royal Pegasus's. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, suddenly, you know, yeah, you can suddenly charge in any direction and that type of thing. Uh, yeah, Demon yeah. Princes are another good example. Yeah. And then I think the other ones I found was um, the Wood Elf Stags and the Warhawks. Again, they're all monstrous cavalry. Um, they're not monstrous creatures as such. Um, so, yeah, you don't suffer from your, your – they don't get com- close order, so you're not getting plus one, I guess. But you don't have to worry about wheeling and, yeah. you know, you have yeah. a limitation about pivoting at the end of your march move because of skirmishes, and then you can also, yeah, charge in any direction. Yeah, that's um, huge. Which is – I feel like, yeah, it's 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 massive. It really makes it hard to 
to justify sometimes if you've got the option mm. to go that way. The extra Especially cost when you get of that the, duke loaded creature. up on his peg. Yeah, yeah. 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 Demon prince, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, having a duke with all the, you know, because he's a really powerful character and being able to give him a 360 line of side arc for charging, mm. I just can't see how that can be fair. <laughs> To be quite yeah. honest, yeah. Um, well, I mean, the best thing about this game is just think of it as like a version one. Hey, that there's going to be some things that are a bit out of control. But okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this will be this will be one of them. But hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out, see how it goes. I'll report yeah. back to see how <laughs> <laughs> unbalanced it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, was there any with the um, Strugor? Did they get monstrous infantry or anything like that? I couldn't find anything like that. No. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember like sometimes some of those versions you could get, maybe it was in Ninth Age, you could get quite large chunky boys. Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, it was like an upgrade so they could jump in with the the Gas or whatever, mm. which were the the Crypt Horror equivalent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, 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 yeah fair enough. Yeah. So, I wish. That yeah, that would have been pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, we'll should you know we'll keep an eye on that. See see if they do a Duna Rata on that one because I think it, well, I think it probably needs one. I think outside of the summary of this game that we might have a chat just briefly about, yeah, again, about some of those the big the big characters and, and what you know, that's leading on oh, to some yeah. content this week, yeah, probably, yeah. hopefully. So mm. yep. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, cool. so Andrew yeah. and I got a game in. Um I took my orcs, um, so first time play, first time playing them. I actually put a live stream up last week and sort of built a bit of a list. Although I changed it, I went sort of in the middle, um, and yeah, I just wanted to try run some monsters. So I had two wyverns. Like one was the wizard on there, and then the other one was. And really, I wanted um, one of the salmon spells. I think it's is it vindictive glare, or is that a magic missile? One of them, but I didn't get that spell. Um, the and then a black orc. A black orc, you know, warlord guy with a two up save and stuff. Um, and but yeah, then I did go the build. I was umming R about not taking a spider and having more like squigs and stuff, but I ended up taking the spider. So I ended up with three pretty big, like what could be considered as big monsters that you don't see a lot in eighth, like a spider and two wyverns. Um, and then a mangler still and like a unit of squigs and squig hoppers just to try all that stuff out and just a unit of black orcs and night goblins with fanatics and some chariots. So a bit of a mishmash. I just wanted to see how it all sort of went. Yeah, um, very monstery. Yeah. And just, uh, and I thought, well, most stuff's immune to, I didn't have a lot of um, impetuous stuff in it. It was just, I think it was just the squig herd. And I thought the Nikoms were the only ones that are not immune to Psyche and the Chariots, but the Chariots were always going to hang around. The plan was the Chariots can hang around with my Black Orc on a Wyvern. Um, uh, but the Black Orcs actually aren't immune to Psyche, which I think they used to be, but they're not now. But probably sort of didn't play too much of a – it was a risk there for a minute though uh, when I realised that they weren't. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was sort of my um, army. What did you end up taking? You took a much different vamp list. Yeah, yeah. So spent a bit of time on this and another list. Um, I figured oh, I'll try the the other list out next time. But basically, yeah, I was running a big, uh, big vamp. Um, so my general was obviously a count. Um, he doesn't have any armor because he's a wizard. Um, but he was running on a zombie dragon, which gave him a four up. 
uh, dragon, uh, sorry, armor from the dragon. Uh, so yeah, level two wizard, he had the master of black arts, which made him a level three, because you can only go to a level two wizard as a vamp. Um, but yeah, you've got to get a vampire power to make your level three. That's as high as you can go. Um, the good thing with vampires being able to be a wizard is you can take your assailment spells, which is like really, really cool. Um, so obviously that's usually going to be for a much less yeah. tough sort of guy. Um, so that's yep. something I've sort of learned, um, which is pretty good. Bit of a buff. Uh, he had the talisman of production. He comes with a five up, uh, regen base. So he ended up with a four up, five up, five up on the dragon. Uh, he was running the dragon slaying sword, which is good and bad. Um, probably talk about that in a bit. Um, Dark Acolyte, which gives him uh, the Invocation of Nehek, which I forgot quite a few times. And he was running Illusion, and spoiler alert, he ended up rolling up the Spectral Doppelganger. Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that, that much, came in handy. Much bellyhood. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but it's it's all about the weapon. Um, so anyway, we'll get into that later. Uh, I was running a Strigoi Ghoul King on the Terrorgeist, and he had an Ogre Blade, and that is it. That's all he had. And that guy was a is a bit of a beast. Uh, two lots, two units of fourteen ghouls, two units of eleven ghouls, um, unit of just five direwolves, three Bellbats. Two Vargulfs and three Vargeists, just to see how they went, which went pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's my list. Cool. Um, yeah, we played straight up open battle, or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, I think and I said this on our on the actual summary battle report. It was like I always thought the black, the my original plan, and I sort of just did it without really looking at what Andrew was setting down. Not that I knew at this point how good some of these characters are uh had i wanted to have spiders on one flank most of all the unit stuff in the middle like the manglers and stuff cause and fanatics cause havoc and then my general and chariots on the other side to sort of come around that was sort of the plan um then how it ended up being deployed was so on my left was my chariots and my general against what do you have your varg vargeists some dogs and some ghouls skirmishing ghouls yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then there was a Vargulf sort of somewhere yes, between that in and the middle. Yeah. And so then he could have gone either way. Other, like more ghouls and your general. Yep. On the dragon or the zombie mm. dragon. And then yep. right over on the other side against what was my spiders and like squ- some squigs and squig hoppers was the, um, yeah, your, what, what's it called again? Your. Strigoi. Your Strigoi guy, yep, on his Terrorgeist with some more <laughs> skirmishing ghouls yep. and stuff. Two units of and skirmishing ghouls Bar- and a Vargulf and my Felbats. Oh, yeah, your Felbats Kicking in behind. Well. Yeah. a bit of chaff, so chaff on both sides. Yeah, and then I rolled up um, turn one, which I had to go. Um, and now I can't remember, is that is that... Just the rule for that scenario, or is that the rule for all of it? I can't remember if it's for, rule for I the game I think you looked now. up just, just the whole thing now, which yeah. is random. Like, you just... Yeah. Yeah, if you win, you go first. There's no choosing. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm, oh. For turn one. Yeah, which is a bit weird. Um, weird. So I had to go first, but because I felt like... Like, I wasn't going to just charge two wyverns up, because I, A, once a wizard, he's going to get killed anyway, and I wasn't going to, like, just fly up. So... I would have rather have gone second to sort of see where yeah. Andrews were going and get into sort of 
range. Uh, my obviously my manglers and stuff they they were random, so they just moved up and got pretty far up there. Actually, I think the mangler did. Yeah, um, mangler did alright. The rest of my army sort of was cagey and just went up a bit. And as a result, there wasn't really much. In hindsight, I probably could have, I'm an idiot, I could have cast a couple of those spells just to, for combat the next turn, but um, I didn't. So I didn't really do a lot in turn one, I don't believe. And then your turn one, you yeah. did some charges. Yeah, well, I had to take my Vargulf in because um, his frenzy. Uh, my other Vargulf was out and my Vargais of charge range, thank God. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, my Vargulf definitely got in because you're into the mangler. Yeah, that mangler was yeah, way went up. Far. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Funnily enough, I was pretty happy with the Vargulf going in. Um, I thought if anything was going to take the mangler, you know, have a decent crack at it, it was going to be the Vargulf. Um, and then everything sort of come forward a bit. Um, just being a little bit careful of my frenzy ranges um, for next turn, obviously. Um, and then I've moved my dogs on my right flank, um, all the way forward and just managed to chaff both his, um, uh, chariots coming forward next to his Lord. Um, and then, yeah, I just sort of had the ghouls in behind them. So yeah, it was all sort of looking, possibly giving him a few long bomb charges, um, in his turn. And I think... That was all movement. And then um, combat, um, the Vargulf got absolutely pumped. <laughs> um, so I charged in um, and I went first. I might have taken, what, a wound off maybe? Two? One or two? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, he took a couple. Yeah, yeah. and I don't he... even think it went to crumble. I think you just outright just yeah. killed him with your... I think I rolled a six or something in his attacks, or I can't remember. He, yeah, mm. he went pretty good. Um, yeah, so I took that out. And then my turn, I ended up trying to get charges off. My general tried to charge your um, Varg Golf. Varg. Vargeist. Vargeist. Bloody hell. Yep. <laughs> um, but failed that and rolled double ones for the charge. Yeah. So he didn't get very far or that's something we can talk about at the end. Um, yep. The chariots charge your dogs and then the Blackhawks. So, um, yeah, and then more my random movers got in as well, like the Cav, uh, the Mangler got into some, was it into your just ghouls. small ghouls and stuff? Yeah, anyway, like, I had a, the big ghoul unit. <clears throat> yeah, not to like 14. go turn by turn, yeah. but like, yeah, I got some of his, basically a lot of your ghouls got it. In comp, like I got in contact with a lot of your ghouls, and yep. then um, my Blackhawks. It was a long charge into your other ghoul unit right in front yeah. of your general. I wasn't going to do it. I was umming R, and then I realised I hadn't actually cast my enhancements yet. So we actually did that. Uh, one of them gives them. I can't remember which spell it is, but I get gives them higher movement, and so yeah, they got off. It was still a long charge, but they mm. got in, so they went right across the board into his unit of. Um, yeah, ghouls, and then, yeah, combat went, like, as you'd probably expect, I guess, like, the dogs died, some of the other ghouls died. So, like, it, it felt like in the first, my end of my turn, yeah, second yeah. turn, um, my spider spot. went into your fell bats, and it was just yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm killing, like, two or three units here. This is cool. This is yeah, like, yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then you would... I can't. And then, yeah, your turn two came, and that's when you probably started to make some charges with your big guys, like your Terrorgeist. Yeah. So um, you didn't follow through with your 
Um, did you? Yeah, you did reform. That's right, because I was in that your with my black orcs. Yeah, black orcs. Yeah, yeah. So my black um, orcs killed your ghouls, but yeah, I didn't want to go forward because then I would have got a flank charge on me. So I sort of yeah. So one one ghouls um, gave ground and basically reformed in yeah. a better position. So I was in his front. So my two, but general and uh, my Vargas uh, Vargulf, sorry, on the sort of center right. Um, my centre right went into his Black Orcs. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, my Vargas tried, failed charge um, into his general, funnily enough. Um, and then, yeah, my uh, Terragice went into his Spider. And, uh, yeah, well... That's when it started to change. Yeah. So <laughs> the, mm. this is... I'll probably talk about this guy just briefly. So this is funny when people are sort of like saying you know, the, these PDFs aren't strong. I feel like there's some very strong builds and this Strigoi Ghoul King is a bit of a beast. Um, so he's coming in at, yeah, 400 points on his Terrorgeist. Um, but man, he, he, he would have got his points back easy. So he's coming in initiative seven. So we found that like, He'd even get charged sometimes. Mm, and well, my still... squig hoppers went in. I think you attacked yeah. first. I think you did, we didn't do that right first. initially, but on the other ones, the squigs yeah. you did do it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And having hatred just, you know, when you can reroll your attacks, weapon skill, I think it's only six, but it's still pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of the time you're, you're getting all five attacks through, and then when you've got your ogre blade, your strength five, so you end up being strength seven. Um, D3 wounds like he was mm. he just he was just going really well the scream was just coming out um, and doing actually quite a bit of damage the old wailing dirge <laughs> um, the terragost in itself like it, it's not great but it, it's still pretty good I mean you got your thunderstorm coming in it's only strength five I think um, but still it's it was doing pretty good um, so yeah it was just it's it was just a really good unit, I found. Yeah, so, yeah. wipe my spider in one go because yeah, five wounds through at D three, um, mm. and just yeah, wow. just gone. Oh. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay, there goes yeah. that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I really need to get this mangler over there quickly, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then in the center of, oh, I don't know. Um, so the problem was because I I didn't go in with my ghoul that um gave ground. It meant that obviously that. Gomo could challenge out my dragon. So mm. I didn't take a hell of a lot of guys off on this round. Um, I thought, oh. What, what I only I gave lost? ground. I rolled good enough that I only gave ground to, I think, on that first loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So push back and then, a bit, um, but... Yeah. I, I don't know if my ghouls... No, you 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 already charged in, I think, on the right-hand flank with your um, chariots into my ghouls. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, around yep. there, yeah. Turn two, yeah, turn yeah. three. Chariots moved up after the dogs and then attacked the um, ghouls. And then mm. I think my then my general finally got on into your vargasts. And then, yep. um, and then my mangler did make it over. I think. I think you were trying to get rid of him with. Um, oh, you. Yeah, you couldn't charge him with your skirmishing ghouls. You could only charge the, yeah. the boss on a cave squig. So then the mangler was able to get over and hit. Your terrorgeist, but yep. I don't know what happened. I think A didn't do much with the impact hits and then your guy fights first anyway before my yeah. mangler and then you wiped him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's where the hatred's just coming in. Yeah. So, wow. so every new combat, 
Wow. Um, and then, yeah, you know, re-roll hits, strength seven. You know, it's obviously the D3 wins, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, we probably took to that right flank over just more than one turn. And then, like, what happened was um, my boss on the cave ski was fighting these skirmishing ghouls, and that probably went for a couple of turns maybe, a couple of combats maybe, because they yeah. were stuck there for a little bit. But then he had one wound left, and he finally beat them. And the Terrorgeist had gone then, by then, gone into my, uh, oh, no, squoop, sorry, my squigs had to charge you because of impetuousness. And they went yeah. in. Well, I think they might have failed, but then you charged them. Yeah, and then yeah, you ended right up wiping me, yeah. them off. And, but then I got my boss cave squig in the rear of the Terrorgeist yeah, to try yeah. to do something. I didn't think of anything. <laughs> got wiped <laughs> off. <laughs> and then, and so that guy just, that single unit just, Wrecked yeah. everything on my right flank, all gone. I think he took like one wound too, like yeah, he, yeah. one or two wounds. <laughs> like he ate, he ate a spider, like the Arachnorok. He's yeah. eaten the squig hoppers. He ate the um the squigs, squig herd, the mangler, and the boss. Yeah, and it's just, and the, he hasn't even got like he's only got a five up regen and a six up yeah. armor save. Like he's. Yeah, they can be they can be dangerous. These guys. Yeah, so that was yeah, um, and then crazy. the interesting thing that happened in the middle, which was it was just because I mean at this point you're just like trying to do something. So then I'd moved my um, because I my black orcs survived like a turn more than I thought they might have, and then I moved my night goblins right up behind them so they could try the fanatic launch because it's just that you could do it in their turn. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in his turn three, I think it was I. Yeah was able to like I was within three inches pretty much and I was able to put them right near his three of them right near his big dragon base. It was awesome placement, yeah. And then just shot them through. So all three of them went through yeah. and didn't do a single wound. I did four wounds that was maybe, crazy. But, um, yeah. <laughs> he made all the saves. I mean, you didn't you start with like fourteen or something hits yeah, or something. So it was a lot, 3D6. Yeah. It was a crazy yeah. roll. I mean <laughs> Yeah. So be saving yeah. them all, which is crazy. So yeah. that 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 was like my last ditch. If I can just at least get, if I could do three wounds, I don't know how many wounds has the thing got, eight or nine. Well, eight, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking mm. if I could do like three or four, maybe my then by then my general can come over and maybe it might you know swing it yeah. a little bit by killing the general. Because I mean, once you kill the general, then there's a um, a lot more can happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it just... wasn't to be. Didn't do any wounds to it. It's pretty um, crazy when you've got so many wounds on something and the efficiency of the model doesn't drop even if they're down to like a yeah, couple of wounds left. Like you know, they're still putting out yeah. the same damage, yeah. which is... Uh, so my accurate. general on the left, he did finally get rid of the bug guys, bug... Yeah, they, they, bugles, they hung but... around for a bit. Yeah. Considering you, you actually charged in, I was quite surprised. Yeah, how they, well they, they just went. held him up. And then I, I think one chariot might have died, but the other chariot went into that Black Orc combat. He ended up dying. Mm. Anyway, it, at the end of the day, my general killed some ghouls after killing the Varggeist, whatever they are, and then overran yeah. a bit. And But that actually put him in slight visibility of um, your general who had overrun and Eaten up yeah, the black orcs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he charged in. Then we basically turned four on Andrew's turn. We had one more combat, and your monster slayer sword took over. Yeah, so this is the problem with the monster slayer sword. So in the black orc fight, he did next to nothing. Um, like I remember, I, I got a spectral doppelganger off mm. in the black orc fight, but it's got no AP and it's strength user. So, um, 
I just, mm. I, he wasn't doing anything. That it was the dragon that was doing all the killing. Um, he was, he was lucky to get like one wound off, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's just a bit of a yeah heads up if anyone's looking into that. Like it's, it's, it's not really good against armor. Um. But yeah, obviously, I ended up charging in um to Gomo. Um. Then I was lucky enough to get off the spectral doppelganger again against his general and um. All the stars aligned. I was actually rolling, but I'll, I'll put it this way: like that last half of the game, I was rolling quite well. Um, so I'll just add that in. There was ah, some great, there was some lucky up. rolls. There was, <laughs> um, and I got a ten on the spectral doppelganger mm. for my two d six attacks, and um, I, I stuffed it up because I forgot about Monster Slayer taking off the the armor save, and then I was lucky, Gomo reminded me um otherwise <laughs> yeah <laughs> I so i only done. had a ward you rolled one six out of the batch and then i went uh, yeah i've only got a ward here i need five up ward yeah, yeah, yeah. I failed. and my drake my and so by then oh. i was like going in my turn oh. five i had like one chariot and a wizard on a wyvern which okay is you know he's not bad but he's not fight, he's not fighty like the other two and i was like you're just gonna get him it's all good let's just call it here so that was yeah um yeah, it was just funny because like turn two, I felt like, oh, I've just wiped off a bunch of units, but you add them up, they'll probably like nothing. And then suddenly you just got smacked in the face. <laughs> yeah, that confidence. Sometimes like you're like, yeah, I got this. And then you're like, nah, nah, I don't got this. Just going back the other way. I mean, in hindsight, like I would have, if like knowing, you know, like for example, that like we talked about this later, like the terror guy's guy is more killable because he doesn't have all the wards. But so you think to yourself, okay, yeah, well, I've got to go at it. I should have probably got my general into that guy, obviously, potentially to try and take him out. But, um, you know, you sort of think, oh, well, I'll throw a spider and all the manglers and everything at it. And it's still, you know, well, I didn't throw the spider at it because would the spider have even gone first? I can't remember what his initiative, the spider's initiative is. Maybe on the charge you might have. The plus three, yeah, possibly. Um, but I don't think the goblins would have, so you probably would have still <laughs> gone first anyway. Um, so that's the thing. And then the manglers and all that didn't do anything to me anyway, so it was like, oh, oh well, um, next turn. Need a, need a different list and slightly better playing because my general basically didn't do anything all game. So um, stupid positioning on my part. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Well, I mean, it's only our second game and we're getting used to this new sort of trying to deal with these monsters. Um, mm. So I think that's going to be part of the, you know, the next six months to a year is how people are going to deal with these. Yeah, well, let's um, touch on, actually, let's just touch on. So um, we got some feedback about some of the items and I bolted some just on a run sheet so we don't go through all of them because it might not make sense. But um Got some things wrong or just forgot some things. So, like, yeah. um, I definitely, yeah, I mean, Cavspears fight an extra rank but only when not charging. So I had that wrong. I think I was adding plus one, just like Spears. Um, so I didn't realise that. Um, the Yeah, and then we did do the wrong thing with the sort of the clipping of the Terror Guys charging the yeah, spider because so Andrew was trying to orientate it the other way. So that was me. Um, I've, I've read this rule previously and it just didn't click, like, you know, like sometimes you're just like, oh, you just kind of forget. Um, so that that was my fault. Um, basically, um, with the spider, um, it was very close to the mangler um, and all his other units. So what I've done when I've charged, I think we got 14 inches and he was quite close, but the 14 inch 
allowed me to change my orientation from being on his basically clipping his right corner into clipping his left corner. Mm. So I basically did a large wheel, went straight and forward, and clipped, then and then turned back around. Um, and that that left me further away. I was just worried about his mangler squig getting in. He got in anyway, but mm. um, yeah, wouldn't so make that's, a difference. But yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a bit like oh, bit of a gamey move, I suppose. Um, but more importantly, um, you can't do it because the rules mm. say you've got to go as straight as possible and the shortest route as possible. Yeah. So I oh. broke both of those rules. Yeah. Does that mean you should have clipped on the other end? Well, this is what yeah. I don't get. Like, does that mean you're supposed to fully you're just supposed clip to or clip? you're still supposed to like... Well, you just got to maximise and it was a 1v1. So yeah, but if it's 1v1... Like, does that yeah. mean it's clipped? Yeah, I don't Well, know. the closest I would have kind of gone maybe a bit straightforward and it, it would have been like maybe a quarter, a quarter clip, like a quarter of the base. Mm. Yeah. Not not a full clip, but yeah, it definitely would have been. But I'm just thinking like in general, like not necessarily that scenario, but also, yeah, if you're just charging one monster, charging another monster from a diagonal sort of Yeah, it's aspect, always going to happen that they're almost yeah. clipping. Or the rules mean like... you literally have to clip because that's the shortest route. I don't know. Corner yeah. to corner. <laughs> like, like it's a bit weird. Yeah, I might have to me. reread some of that. I'm not sure because it looks... Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds right. Like I'm pretty mm. sure you're right. Like the rule is, yeah, shortest route and all that kind of thing. But just yep. when I'm thinking about it, that implies that the shortest route would be, yeah, corner to corner kind of. Yeah. Thing, you know? But yeah, I don't Have think we... that's. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, look, it, like Andrew said, didn't in this game didn't make any difference because not only uh, obviously you, like this Mangler made it in anyway, and then the other thing yep. you might do that is looking for overrun moves or something, but um. Mm directions type thing but you can reform anyway afterwards so like it's less of an issue um to try yeah. to do those things potentially so yeah. um the swift stride thing was interesting because originally so yeah when my general failed his initial charge or old double ones and then we were trying to work out if the ones like what's the charge roll and then whether or not we add the swift stride dice oh, um, yeah. but it's so we didn't because i thought it was just the charge roll of the yeah. two dice we just yeah, I would the have one. That. Oh. um but someone else was saying no it's the you add it's a charge pursuit roll you add the six d6 afterwards so yeah, i'll have to check D6. that but i mean that's what this guy was saying um, yeah they said it's a modifier to your roll so it doesn't matter what your roll mm, so you would have actually gone seven and then you probably wouldn't have you would have charged me then in that next turn because you failed the charge but you wouldn't have yeah so well, that would have been some differences there potentially well, it probably would have got I, my I general got in combat him. earlier <laughs> i would have got him in combat earlier yeah but <laughs> i, I would have got me. through him so you probably would have killed me earlier yeah yeah i mean so i might have taken helped. a wound off but i wouldn't have taken that much off um yeah i missed a few panic tech that's this is probably me and my bloody a getting confused with what's immune and what's not so yeah. my night gobble on a cave squig isn't immune either um but then it's also i i can feel it's my tomb kinginess coming out that i just don't even think of it because i'm not yeah. <laughs> not used to taking panic tests mm. so i missed that one uh definitely yeah, that so basically when my squig yeah. hoppers got killed he should have taken a panic test and again i'm not way out of range of my general here so <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a dumb deployment so but that was like yeah the fear checks like i wasn't asking for any of that because again nah, I, yeah. I don't i don't play vamps usually yeah um oh, i haven't for a while so it's it's I yeah think my it's chariots charging your dogs should have tested there was a few times where i just didn't test yeah but i mean that's just mm. i mean they would have probably passed because my general's right there but still. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
It's not. Um, and None I don't think this came in, but I also yeah. forgot to add the warband rule on the Orcs. Actually, do the Black Orcs have it? I think they do. Maybe they don't. The Night Goblins do, but they weren't really in a massive rank. They might have had an extra leadership with that, um, but that's about it. Uh, you did do a frenzy stuff, didn't you? Vargas are frenzied. They were, um, yes, well, I was yeah. measuring all that. So they were yeah. outside of the movement plus uh, D6 plus three or whatever it is, the nine. Yeah. So and the Ghoul sure. King has hunger, so he pursues 1d6. Do you even do? I can't remember. Nah, so I stuffed up rolling for his hunger because I can get a wound back. And I don't know if I pursued, but if you I did pursued... that overrun over the, um, after the, killed the squigs. Yeah, okay. so yeah. I'll, I'll be glad to have only done 1d6. Yeah. Um, we probably, I did probably lose, I forgot about the, uh, some of the combat res on the big black or one, but I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think it ended up making any difference because um, of the what I rolled, so it was all good. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, yeah, so Wizards in Combat can't make dispel attempts. I think, like, you dispelled my foot, but you were yeah. in combat, so you couldn't do that. There would have been a couple of dispels yeah. I've done, definitely. And yeah. we knew these are rules I know, but it's just when you're in the game, you, yeah, you yeah. forget. It's like the line of sights. That's sort of yeah. the main thing I was trying to think of when I was playing, like, line of sights for my hexes and stuff. And that's why I was being a bit weird with my wyvern, trying to make like turn him around and stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Yeah. If you hadn't publicized the game, you probably would never have noticed. You've never known you made those mistakes. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's, totally, that's the thing. It's really people good watching know. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised someone watches it that close to pick it all up. I really appreciate it. Because it like, was good. The way it was I don't watch them so, that much. You know, I usually. appreciated that. That was written yeah, so well. It's so just good. like, it wasn't, nobody's being a dick. They're just like, oh, just, you know, even said at the top, like, oh, yeah, great bat rap. I like, really loved it. Mm. By the way, I just happened to notice these sort of. Yeah. And it was laid out in this nice. Yeah. yeah. So good. Um, And then yeah, I knew this about skirmishes, but again, just getting it in our head is like, yeah, you got to charge the nearest one. Uh, and then when you hit, they have to form up, you know, that type of like, um, there's all that sort of stuff, which I think there mm. was some times where you're just so used to sort of eight, where you like, you just, I don't know, like, maximizing moving things in i don't know like yeah. in the middles and stuff so there's probably yeah, some things yeah. to think about there um and you never align to a skirmisher they always align to you and stuff like that mm. so if you're coming yeah. diagonally which is interesting like what you were saying with the lone characters you know they're going to be you know you're not closing a door on them they're like getting pulled to you and stuff like that when you charge them i would imagine if their class is a skirmisher yeah yeah they would be yeah they yeah. are yeah absolutely there could be uh, some really oh, sneaky yeah, stuff with these sort of movement rules. Like, I wonder if people can get that complex where they can kind of bait you into a position just by forcing you, you know, with these skirmishes and whatnot. Um, oh, probably. There's some, or, yeah. you know, just that clip, like, you can only go... Well, have you seen the cool skirmish formations to avoid foots and stuff? <laughs> where you just because Well, you've got to put a no. template in the middle of the unit, right? Like when you sorry, a catapult, no. not, not a thing. Oh, okay, and so yeah. you just do a, like a three and a half inch circle. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just like, where's the middle of the unit? It's <laughs> so, uh, so funny. But I mean, again, these are some things that they're just they're going to have to write some. Because what is the what centre of a game? skirmish unit? Oh, jeez. Like, what, how do you measure that? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, the, he was talking, um, we didn't do this wrong, but he was just saying, yeah, the monster chariots with the lumbering at the free pivot, you know, after not marching, which we knew. Um, and he said, you could have, maybe you could have taken advantage of that with the wyvern. But I think I, as I remember, I was trying to get around those rocks and I had to march, like I had to use more of my movement to yeah. sort of turn him. And, well, no, you know what he's probably saying is because you don't, you need to be in the front arc, but you don't need line of sight. So I probably could have just moved up pivoted and been behind the rocks in oh, my okay. head i was probably trying to get around the back yeah um, yeah that so, makes sense although i was trying to drop the foot so i at that one so i think i wanted to go as far as i could so maybe i pr- still would have marched i can't remember mm. um yeah i mean he's making some comments on we won't go through the combat res ones um was there any others oh so Yeah, he, this is a question that he rose. He said, when the chariot charged into combat with the Black Orcs and the dragon, I'm not sure if it needed to test for fear because of the dragon. It wasn't fighting the dragon. It was sort of engaging combat with a fear causer with a higher unit strength. Couldn't find a rule that would resolve this. I'm not sure. Uh, is he saying um, you're, you're, ter- you're Vargor, if I charged him, he causes fear too, doesn't he? He causes terror and fear, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I must have attacked with my champ after he died, so a uh, good pickup if I did. I can't remember. Um, and then he's saying, yeah, your vamp could have used his salmon spell in the orc turn, which we knew about, but maybe we didn't do it. Nah, yeah, definitely forgot about that. Okay, damn. Is um, that the spectral do- doppelganger again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he could have rolled that up each turn, yeah. I mean, I, I was, know I was dispelling it. I did get a couple of dispels off on it. Yeah, you did. So I don't know. I, I only got it once off against your black orcs. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the second time against the, the Lord. That was probably about it. Yeah, it looks like a fort fell back with 1d6 rather than 2d6 picked the highest. Yeah, I probably did. I don't know what I was thinking about. Oh, that. right. Yeah, whoops. Can't okay. remember. <laughs> I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, use stubborn for the black orcs. I didn't use stubborn for the black orcs. It looked like nah. I did, but I did use the word stubborn in the call. But what I was yeah, reading yeah. was 8th edition stubborn, where if you roll under your leadership, you don't run away. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah he was, was doing actually, he was doing the correct rolling for the. Yeah, the... it's just I like called it stubborn, but yeah, no, my Blackhawks didn't actually have stubborn, so mm. wouldn't have been able to do that. But um, yeah, no, it was good. Um, but I think it just leads on to like I said, Andrews and me will probably do a video this week on on our thoughts of these. Un- it's not so much the thoughts. I mean, everyone's talking about these unkillable big lords, but what we thought is. Well, how do you combat it? What are the options and what armies have certain options and stuff? And I guess we're just going to have a bit of a brainstorm on that and and list some options. And obviously for people listening to this, what are the options? Like tell us in the comments so we can talk about it on a video because we – I know Andrew spent some time today and he came back going, uh – I think Scratching you've got to bring more monsters. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to bring your own. But, yeah. I'm hoping it comes to a point where they're not as viable because they there are ways to pop them that aren't going to cost you. Like you don't have to, you know, spend mm. half your army points limit just focusing on yeah. artillery or, you know, just like war machines mm. or monster killing stuff. Like it, it'd be good if you can get something that could, 50% of the time, take out one of these monsters and only cost you, you know, 300 odd points yeah. or something like that. So they're just, they're not in a tournament, to you, the chance are someone's taking those counters, which then you then as a list writer go, oh, maybe I won't risk it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like now it just seems like everyone's countering by just 
bringing their own big bad monster. So it's kind of like, well, it's mm-hmm. almost like you may as well just put them in the middle of the board. They fight it out because that's who's going to win, right? Like as mm-hmm. soon as you don't have your monster, you're half well, your it is army's funny gone. when you look at like the dead, the dead, what was left on the board of our game, yeah. even though you'd like wiped me effectively. If we played to the end, you would have wiped me. But where we ended it, just was monsters. pretty much monsters on the board. Yeah. <laughs> There's four flying characters in a chariot and some random other piece of crap. But yeah. yeah oh, it's pretty funny. Wow. Yeah. Must look so different to six. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. come on, your army list didn't sound like it had very much actual units. It sounded like it no, was it did. pretty monster-mashy like, to start with. It was. That's the thing. Well, when you add that, because um, the spider's 310, so once you add him in, you know, you're losing a, a lot of special that you could have brought or more core. Like my, you know, my black oaks weren't really that big. I was actually saying that to Andrew, like is, is a counter and maybe it's not, but is a counter going eighth edition and like having massive blocks of 40 or 50 orcs, you know, like, you know, like huge blocks where it's like, well, you got all these monster slaying stuff, but I don't have any monsters and have fun eating through this big unit of, yeah, you know, mm. like, I don't know. Is that end up being a counter to it? You know, because you're not you're not really breaking like those black orcs weren't no. breaking. They were just shuffling yeah. back a few inches. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe there is some options. It just depends on trying it out. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Cool. Anything else you want to say about the game or in general? Or is that is that our is that our episode tonight? I don't know. Yeah, I um, reckon. One one thing I just wanted to mention when you're talking about the roll-off thing um, mm. for the first turn, I think there's a bit of a confusion in the book. Ooh. Oh, okay. About it, to be honest, looking through this. Because I can see where you're reading, because in each scenario it's like um, once the deployment is complete, the winner of a roll-off takes the first turn. Oh, which right. Which is how okay. it's phrased in each scenario. Maybe I was but reading the I, scenario then. But... But when I go up and go looking, when I rush looking like the initial part of like how to play a game, it says, yeah. you know, there's a first turn section, which is how to determine which player takes the first turn in detail in each scenario. In most scenarios, the winner of a roll off chooses who takes the first turn. <laughs> oh, God. So, okay. so there's an uh, internal classic, conflict in classic. the book itself. <laughs> it must be the first one, the first and only in the book. <laughs> is there any scenario that says that no. we haven't got through them all? No, all the scenarios have got the same, I think all six of them, have got the same thing where they all say the winner of a roll-off takes first the first turn. Yeah, They all say that. Every uh, single one. That's a bit of a typo. They'll fix that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I should check if – I don't recall seeing in the FAQ about that. No, uh, I, in the yeah, first I don't, I don't think it's anyway. been noted before. Yeah, okay. But yeah. We'll have to send them a, a message about that. I think on our Australian um, Discord – we were talking about and probably will like we've got a rules discussion channel but what we were thinking was sort of expanding that a little bit more to be a bit governed or having another channel that's more threads of faqs and what the ruling currently is until yeah games workshop give you a ruling and so i was talking Mm. to people who are going to be running tournaments to say like if we did that would you come in and sort of help run that bit because i think that might be nice to have at just, least Australia yeah. wide, yeah. Yeah, have, yeah, just for the Australian yeah. ones. And I'm assuming all the other yeah. ones are doing similar things, but I'm um, just that trying to good. have a place where you can, yeah, manage it. Yeah, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. It's crazy how they put in an FAQ out within a couple of weeks of release mm. um, already. Well, didn't the FAQ, did the FAQ come out was before, before we even got? Yeah. Yeah, yeah did so before we got bad. the book. Hilarious. Mm. Um, like, so I don't care I mean, that the FAQ came out. I just feel like they should have let us 
all have it and then wait a bit to get the actual questions in and actually answer the questions we asked. So, because who yeah. was asking those ones that they sent? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Why not wait for the Australian questions? Surely they're going to be a lot more insightful than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, should we wrap this one up then, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, yep, good. Oh well, thanks for listening to our hobby ramblings again this week, guys. Um, and yeah, if you're listening to the audio of this, uh, jump on your podcast play, hit five stars, and share it with your friends because we obviously love more listeners. If you're on social on YouTube, we obviously got the video one that you can see here. I actually do have the audio in another YouTube just released a new feature which allows us to pipe our audio podcast as its own automatic audio Ooh. feed into YouTube, which then goes to their other app. So I turned that on this week. So fingers crossed it doesn't confuse anyone. Like our, It hasn't changed the podcast address or anything. It's just YouTube. Uh, hopefully more just exposure for us. But if, you, if you're Fair on enough. there, you'll find us there as well. Otherwise, we're old world fanatics in all the places you would expect, Twitter, threads, Facebook, Instagram, and our email at oldworldfanatics at gmail.com if you need to get hold of us. But until next time, everyone, um, yeah, play some old world and uh, let us know about how to kill unkillable lords on dragons. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> get, get your comments yeah. in. It's <laughs> true. Josh's favorite part. Nice. Woo!